Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. It is my joy to have you here with me today, so thank you so much for showing up. This is the podcast where I chat about connecting the dots of life from artistry to parenthood to creativity to personal growth, deep work, trauma, all the things that actually go together to form this beautiful picture of our lives. But it can feel like they're all disparate dots all over the place. And sometimes it can feel like we are spiraling in all directions and have no awareness that really they are part of the whole picture. So for today's episode, I would really like to chat to you about not judging our ideas. Now, back when I was auditioning for Central to get into drama school and do my training, one of the audition speeches I did was Goneril's speech from King Lear. And when they were asking me about what I thought about what was going on in her character journey and how she was, I was saying, and she's being very hostile or she's being really aggressive. And they went, whoa, don't judge your character. You can't judge her. You have to be on her side. Now, that doesn't mean if you're playing a horrible, murdering rapist that you have to go, yeah, you know what? What they did was fine. It's not that you can't have any judgment about what people do or the choices you make or particular actions. Of course you can. And of course we do. But there is a difference between standing in a place of judgment and deciding that they are awful rather than maybe the actions they've chosen are not good. And to play a character, you can't sit with a separation from yourself and them sitting there going, hmm, she's not being very nice here. You have to see it from her point of view in that moment. And I think with judgment generally, I think we can get caught up with the idea that we're not allowed to have any thoughts on an action, whether it's right, wrong, good, bad, helpful, unhelpful, and then get ourselves tied in knots because we all judge. We all have critical thinking and the capacity to do that. And so therefore to act like we aren't allowed to have any thoughts on whether something was a good or a bad move would, I think, be totally foolish because, of course, we have opinions like that. But so often that judgment settles us at a distance from the person, thing, idea that we are judging and doesn't allow us to really go in and see it from their perspective. Now, this works with characters. So I was playing Gonorrhea just for the audition speech. I've not actually had the chance to play her in a full play. But you know, she gets quite aggressive and quite nasty. And it's the one where she's talking about um, messing with her dad and just saying, fine, you know, if he has issues, send him to my sister, who's going to give him just the same kind of treatment as I am, because we're frankly fed up of his petulance. And they're not treating him very well in this moment, but she's hurt. She's coming from a place of frustration. Lear has also put himself in this position by ignoring the one sister who really expressed more honestly her love for him. And and so it goes on. And it's not that he deserves everything he's getting because, you know, he's a human too and he needed some kind of care and love and all the rest of it. But from her perspective, she's been given this authority and ability to act within her own domain and yet somehow still has to provide for her dad who wants to still act like he's the king even though he's just divested all his power to her and her sister. And from her perspective, that would be very frustrating. From her perspective of feeling like she's often been unloved and maybe not the favourite, that would be really difficult to handle. And so for me to play her and get inside her head, I need to sit there and go, how does it feel from her point of view? And I think that's a really helpful perspective for all of us, whether it's with our families and our relationships, whether it's with people on the outside of us, you know, somebody attacked somebody the attack itself absolutely it's okay to be like that was not okay that was awful that was wrong that was terrible 
but to automatically decide that you know the whole of that person's story, how they got there, the reasons for it, and that just to write them off as a person, well, that's not helpful. And we wouldn't want that to be the case for us because we also (laughs) do things sometimes out of pain, very often out of pain, frustration, disappointment, fear. And there are so many motivating factors that I think if we don't put too much distance between ourselves and the person we're judging, we are able to lean in and still go, yeah, you know what, when you said that, it hurt my feelings and I didn't like it. But I can see how you were responding or reacting to those circumstances and I can at least see how you got there. And maybe, just maybe, not always, and it's not always the right move, but maybe just hold them in the tiniest bit more compassion, which is also then how we can be to ourselves because very often we hold other people with no compassion and patience and it's actually a reflection of how we're holding ourselves. So often we don't have any kindness or compassion towards ourselves and so that definitely comes out manifested bigger and louder and more aggressively at other people. But probably it's at its biggest and loudest and most aggressive at ourselves. We can't create from that place. We can't really build open loving relationships from a place of judgment and anger and tension and aggression and frustration and all of the shuns. Um, We can't. And in the same way, we can't make beautiful works of art from that place unless we find some release. Now, if we're angry, you can make great works of art out of anger. But those great works of art aren't then all about the angry feeling. They are channeling that anger into some action that reflects or expresses what's gone on. We can use our emotions, our frustrations, our anger, our irritations, our disappointments. But if we stay in that place, it's like holding it all with a stale breath. You hold it all constricted. Your palms are shut. Everything's tight and tense and you can't really move from there. But when we relax a little and open up and allow it to flow through our bodies, you can take those frustrations and put them into your work. And then it may have more chance of affecting change, even if that change is simply within yourself and how you feel in that moment. The other thing I think is so important to think about when we're judging is so often we judge. (laughs) I heard this recently. We judge our insides by somebody else's outsides. And I don't know if that's true for you, but I notice that. I see how somebody else is doing in X, Y, Z situation, and maybe I admire it. And I think about how I am on the inside, and I'm looking at their outward result, but I don't know what's on the inside of them, so I have no way of knowing that. And then I'm judging myself by what I see rather than what maybe is the full picture. And I'm comparing myself totally unfavorably or sometimes favorably, but I don't know what the full picture is. And I was thinking about that. And often we judge our creative ideas or our work sort of by its outside result before it's actually finished. It's like we look at it and we go, oh, it's not very good yet. But we haven't allowed it to breathe or start living or seen it through to its completion before we decided that it's useless and we've written it off. If you have an idea for something and you're already judging whether it's going to go the distance, whatever the heck that's supposed to mean, but you know what I mean, maybe it's a piece of physical art and you're thinking, will it be a print that everyone wants to buy? Will it be in galleries? Will it be sold for X amount of money? And you know what? There's nothing wrong with those processes and that thought. Of course, if you want to make money from your art, yeah, it's important to think about those things. But if 
at the beginning of your idea or the beginning of your making of it, you have jumped the gun and started thinking about whether it's going to go the distance. Well, you've completely circumvented your own process. And at that point, it's going to be very difficult to move outside of the judgment and actually make the piece of work and make it for what it wanted to be rather than what you think it should be in order to succeed in that money field or whatever. I think often we can have an idea for something and let those fear gremlins come in and stress us out about how it's not valid or not going to be any good. And we judge it too quickly. And the point for judgment is not yet. If you're judging your work as you go along, it's like always editing your mistakes as you go along. Sometimes that's valuable, but it stunts the flow of getting it out. If I'm trying to write a blog post and I haven't got my head round what I'm trying to say, or a poem and I haven't quite got my heart, head in, it's like finding your hook, I haven't quite found my anchor point. If I spend too much time editing as I go along and rejiggling the sentences, I'm never going to get out what it is I'm trying to say. Sometimes you have to write a lot of, and the mock calls them shitty first drafts or stupid first drafts. You have to write your terrible first draft just to get it all out half the time if you don't have the idea fully formed before you begin. I'm not even talking then even about the shaping of that piece. Half the time you have to get it all out to figure out what it is you're trying to say. When I write Connect, Create, Resonate, which is my weekly-ish email that I send out to people on my subscription list, I sometimes know what it is I want to talk about. And sometimes I have a few ideas and I'm not quite sure which and where. And sometimes I end up writing it about three times before I'm sure what I'm trying to say. Because I am a bit of an external processor. And whether that's externally processing it out loud, which I do, or writing it down, I need to get it out in order to figure it out. And if I was to always judge everything I've written by the first draft or the first splurge, I would never get anything finished. And sometimes that is the case. And I very often killed off ideas by getting too worried about how they are going to go and how good they're going to be or what they might be useful for. And then I've ended up killing the joy of that particular piece of work. And I think there is a difference between judging an action on its merit after it's been done and judging the person making that action. If you think about the circumstances of a trial, the jury looks at all the evidence, weighs up whether or not, based on the evidence, the crime committed was done and was done by that person who is, you know, being accused. And the jury then makes a decision based on all the evidence and beyond reasonable doubt, were they guilty, yes or no? And so they've gone, this is the crime, did this person do it? Yes, we've decided, we have judged this. But the judge is the one who sets the sentence based on the circumstances. In the Bible, the whole judge not lest you be judged yourself, I think pertains more to not recognising when someone's done something wrong as it's being wrong, as therefore casting judgement on the person who's done it and pronouncing sentence, when actually 99% of the time we have no idea of most of the circumstances, let alone all of them. And I think it can get us stuck and the thing is, it's connection that draws us into relationship and deeper relationship. It's connection and presence that allows us to make stuff. It's connection to the world around us, our ideas, other people's ideas, our thoughts, our feelings, the feelings in response to things that allows us to be creative and to create work. And even just to move through this world 
with a heart posture of creativity, being able to be open to things wooing us or intriguing us or delighting us or angering us and being responsive to that creatively. As human beings, we're all creative, whether we make artwork or not. And if we're so busy judging, we are missing a deeper connection to what's really going on and unable to lean in and discover all that is there to discover. So I'd like to just put a couple of things to you. Where are you holding yourself in judgment? Whether it's about relationships or creativity or your artistry or particular aspects of your work. Are you holding yourself with an awareness of how it should be on the outside without considering how it is on the inside? Are you being tender with yourself or are you being harsh? And when you have some ideas, are you being too quick to decide on their value as a completed project? Or are you allowing them the space to take their shape and for you to discover what they might be and what they might become? And can you give yourself more grace and gentleness in the process of leaning into your relationships, to your ideas and to your people so that when they do things that wind you up, you can lean in with a bit more patience and kindness. I know I had a moment like this this morning where I needed to lean in with more kindness, grace and patience. And instead, I came in with the thick judgment and it wasn't helpful. But I can change my mind and try again next time. So don't beat yourself up when you judge yourself. But notice, are you doing it? Are you already holding in judgment the quality of the work the quality of the way you've behaved, responded, acted, before you've had a chance to let it find its feet? And are you writing things off before you've even had a chance to see what they might be? So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been my pleasure to hang out with you. I hope this episode has either encouraged you to think a bit deeper or inspired you or just given you a bit more confidence that you are allowed to... um, have wobbles on this creative journey and this journey of being a human. If you would like to hear more from me, then maybe consider subscribing to Connect, Create, Resonate. It's my weekly-ish email that I send out and it's usually full of something thought-provoking or an idea or some suggestions for other links, as well as links to my other work, different podcasts, writing, etc. And I usually offer something that will help you think a bit deeper about this nature of being human and creative in this world. And so I want to wish you a wonderful week full of creativity where you see that those dots, despite appearances, are not placed at random. God bless.